Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. James, Orton Statement. Firstly, global economic crisis. Russia invaded Ukraine. We had a pandemic. It's not their fault. Uh, I mean, look, all right, they're not responsible for Russia invading Ukraine. They're not really responsible for the pandemic, although, you know, let's talk about, we can talk about something that, some of the things that happened there. Um, but what they are responsible for is 10 years of austerity and cuts to investment and trashing the NHS and not funding our schools and all the other things that they did over those 10 years that are now leaving us far more exposed to all those big global problems. That's the story here. And that's, that's why we're in a much bigger mess than actually the most other developed countries. Sharpest GDP decline in the whole of Europe, in fact. Um, so, look, top rate of tax, 50, uh, the, the 45% tax rate, it's been slashed from 150,000 to 125,000. So everything above 125,000 will now be charged at 45%. They've imposed a windfall tax. The energy profits levy will be extended from the 1st of January 2023 to March 2028. It rises from 25% to 35%. National insurance contributions for employers uh, frozen for six years. That's a big tax hike on bosses, you could say. Cuts to capital gains and dividend allowances. It's socialism in our time from Jeremy Hunt. He's a comrade. Why are we complaining? Look at best, and this has been the most generous you can. It's socialism for about two years until if you look at what the Office of Budget Responsibility says, and obviously they've stacked all the cuts until uh, basically after the next election. And the OBR says it's it's a similar scale to the additional cuts that, that um, George Osborne did in 2010. So it's quite a lot that's there. It's not as bad as everything the coalition did, but it's all uh, stacked up over there. So no, it isn't socialism. And, and let's be let's be honest about this. There's a great there's quite a lot. Of, you have to look at we'll have to look at some of the details here there's a, there's quite a lot of not very well off people are going to be hit by things like threshold changes in other words that they're not going to move the rate at which you pay uh, income tax at either the basic rate or the higher rate over the next few years. So, so that's going to hit quite a lot of actually not very well off people uh, over the next few years, but that's a few years into the future. So, so it's, it's kind of, it, it, look, this is, this is done politically, right? You, you know it's done politically because George Osborne's advising them. George Osborne's advisor is advising them, Rupert Harrison. This is all calibrated to try and cause as much trouble for Labour as possible. But the fact they have to do it like this shows how far the argument against austerity has been has been won. So they go, well, look, there's a real terms increase in spending. Um, so before, public spending was going to go up by 3.7% a year. Now it's down to 1% a year. With inflation being at over 11%, what does that mean in terms of cuts, basically? Well, in terms of, the, they're talking about real terms increases. So they're still making allowance for uh, inflation. The problem yeah. they've got is that, first of all, you've got this, this issue. Um, you've got an issue that... <laughs> Things like the NHS, because of the pandemic, because of an aging population, we all know the sort of stories here, because of the fact that also, I mean, we completely devastated social care. So that's a huge new pressure on the NHS as well. It needs a great deal of extra funding to get through that. The estimate from the, the King's Fund, the think tank that, that does a lot of research in the NHS and health, you need £10 billion a year extra just to deal with this little backlog of COVID over the next few years, right? It needs a lot more funding to stand still and to clear out some of the problems that have built up. So you're not getting that. You're not getting enough to, I don't think you're getting enough to get 
education spending, the per pupil spend for schools, back to what it was in 2010. Uh, you know, it's been cut for years and years, right? So it, this is okay. You're spending more. It's not enough. This is a big, rich country. We can do a lot better on our public services than we are doing. And, and if we keep trying to do everything on the cheap, we know what's going to happen. I mean, even Jeremy Hunt was talking about the doom loop here. The doom loop is that you go, oh dear, the economy's bad. We better do austerity. You actually make the economy worse, public services worse. And then five years down the line, you think, oh dear, there's a crisis in the NHS. Got to shove a load of money at it. Oh dear, the economy's still bad. Let's do more cuts. It's a complete mess. And it's actually not breaking out of that cycle. They're not doing enough because this is all like short-term political maneuvering. They want to hit the general election and say, everything's going to be fine. You want to vote for us and do some cuts? Fine. But everything's okay under the Tories. So yeah, as you point out, I mean, per pupil funding in schools is lower even after the extra money than it was in 2010. Um, £3.3 billion a year for the NHS. Jeremy Hunt, former health secretary with a lot to answer for. Even he, mm -hmm. even he said the NHS wasn't prepared for the pandemic because of vacancies and shortages of staff, which obviously he was responsible for. So as you point out, extra money, but it doesn't take us back to where we even were in the first place. That's the problem. Um, in terms of, um, yeah, no other, Rachel Reeves, the shadow chancellor for Labour, said no other country's cutting spending and increasing taxes on working people going into a recession. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, this, this is... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So ABC economics, and actually you don't need to go and dig out a textbook. You just think about what has happened to this country in the last 10 years and how we didn't need to apply austerity. I mean, if you were stuck like Greece in the Eurozone with the European Central Bank and the EU Commission, the IMF all bearing down on you, you kind of got forced to do austerity, right? That's what you end up doing. And it was terrible. It was terrible in Southern Europe in general. We had a choice here. Our government chose to do mad austerity for uh, you know, almost a decade. That's how long they were in the cuts for. They kind of backed away from it, but that's how long it was going for before they started increasing. We're living with the damage of that. We have a worse economy. People are worse off, not just whether you're in the public sector or on benefits or anything like that. Everyone is worse off because of this. Wages are lower because of this. Investment has been lower. Growth has been lower. Nothing works because of this. And now with a recession coming, when what you really want government to do is support the wider economy. They're saying, oh, well, this is the time when we're going to have to start thinking about cuts and, and tax increases on most people again. It's absolutely crackers. Not how you run an economy. So um, the George Osborne cuts were 80%. Uh, sorry, the George Osborne mm -hmm. austerity was 80% cuts 
uh, 20% tax increases. This is 50% spending cuts and 50% tax cuts, but a tax hike, sorry. But that Mm. might sound uh, like, oh, look, it's much fairer, so it's fine. But is the issue there that there was a lot more you could cut? We still opposed all those cuts, but there's a lot more you could cut without causing lots of damage. That's all being slashed away. So now you're just cutting basically deep into muscle and bone and all the rest. I think this is the, the real issue with, with great chunks of, of um, what's happening across the sort of public sector in Britain is that I mean, local government is the most obvious one. It's been absolutely whittled to the bone. The, the uh, justice system, I mean, there's really minimal slack in there. You get these kind of stories sometimes about how much waste there is. I'm sorry, that's just not true across the public sector in Britain now. I'm sure we can go out and find out like, individual bits and pieces. We can even find out things that frankly look like borderline corruption, particularly around the big spending during coronavirus. But systematically going to find big efficiency savings, not going to happen. Can't do it. We've whittled things to the bone and it's creaking. Stuff isn't working properly. The NHS is not working properly because it's had a decade of, yeah, okay, cash terms, even in real terms, it's increased funding, but it's not been enough to match demand and particularly when you then throw in the pandemic on top of it. So stuff isn't working properly. A couple of other things. Infrastructure spending cut in real terms after 2025. What's, what does that mean? God, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, again, they can say, well, actually, we are doing levelling up. We are going to build, a, what was it, HS2 uh, is now still going to go to Manchester, for example. I mean, that's quite politically controversial, but it's a big infrastructure project. Various other things is the uh, renewable um, efficiency, energy efficiency funding is quite substantial. That'll probably be counted as part of the, their infrastructure spend. Um, they, they want to do this because they want to go into the election saying, we've protected you uh, from the worst of the after effects of COVID, the Russian invasion, da, 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 da. And then if they win a mandate in that election and they're probably not anticipating this then they can carry on doing the cuts anyway because that's what they did in 2015 if they don't win a mandate and they end up in a coalition of some sort then hey they can just argue about what's in the manifesto anyway this is driven by politics this is driven by the fundamental politics of the conservative party wanting to stay in power it's not driven by the real needs of the economy the real needs of british society which is better funded public services more investment so that people can have good jobs Final, just a couple of things, just I'll throw them in together. Energy price cap up to £3,000, living standards yeah. crisis being what it is. What does that mean? And finally, as you said, this is all political. Kick things after the next election. What yeah. are Labour going to do? What should they do? Well, the first one is I think it's going to be a real headache for them in April because it's it's a significant bit of support. I mean, people may not necessarily feel it because your energy bill's still gone up a huge amount over the last year or so. But basically, the government's paid a lot to sort of cover the top end of that. Right. So there is a cap in place. By the way, people say public spending, government spending makes inflation go up. I'm sorry, the energy price guarantee, which is public spending, uh, has, according to the Office of National Statistics, knocked about two and a half percent off the rate of inflation. Right. So public spending, you can make inflation come down. That's uh, one of the things we should learn from this. Uh, It's going to be a problem for them in April. I don't know if they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be able to sort of, what they want to do is kind of calibrate it so that they don't annoy too many people. They kind of help out the bottom end and everybody else has to steer their way through it. In the context of rising food prices, which are set to continue rising for a period of time, inflation overall may be coming down because the energy prices are going to start coming down. That means fuel prices, transport prices, that sort of thing. Food prices could still be easily uh, rising by then. Looking at forecasts for harvest and this sort of thing, it's still going to be a real squeeze. It's still going to be a real problem for them. In terms of what Labour did, actually, I thought their response from the bit I saw of it from Rachel Rees was good in that it didn't give any ground on the needs for cuts. Now, there was a bit of a row going on around this that would Labour just accept that, oh, well, we have to make tough decisions and this sort of thing. Actually, the government's kind of made that row a bit 
it easier by punting all the cunts, cunts, cunts off into the future and saying that um, they're all going to happen after the next election. It's still going to be a row for Labour uh, when we get round to this because they're going to have to work out what's going to be in the manifesto and whether they accept all of that. But that's at least two years away and we can absolutely insist that no, Labour is not going to go in saying we accept Tory spending limits or any mad thing like this. Labour's going to actually get the economy working and spend money on public services. And by the way, tax some of the rich people out there and the rich companies out there to make sure we can do it. Amazing stuff. Please like and subscribe. Uh, but James, that was an absolute masterclass. Just what we needed. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you very much.